Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to They Talk A Good Game for not just another wonderful week. It's not just another week. It is grand final week. In fact, it's just a matter of days until... The big dance, it's the Penrith Panthers, it's the Parramatta Eels, it's the Western Sydney Derby for the first time ever. We're stoked. I mean, who knows if we're actually stoked about <laughs> the teams that find themselves in the grand final, but we're, we're going to find out. My name's Lockie, joined as ever by the wonderful Harvey. Hello. Wow, what a, what an intro, what a week it is. I grand mean, final time. This so is exciting. it. Yeah, the excitement levels are at an all-time high. Yes. Cannot wait to see who's going to emerge victorious. I, I know. Mean, it does seem it's a battle of the you know the heavyweight and the underdog. Yeah, definitely, um, for sure. But this one's got some history to it. It oh. is... The neutrals, it's got a lot of bite. And, it's mouth-watering. Oh, gosh, I can't wait to see these two teams go at each other. Hoping it stays controversy-free, injury-free. Yeah. I, you know. I, I wouldn't mind a little bit of controversy as an unbiased, as a, <laughs> no, as a not as an unbiased, as a neutral fan. Uh, wouldn't mind a bit of controversy. Although, hopefully, controversy uh, less in a... Uh, Less in a way that feels unjust. I yes. don't know. I, is there uh, is there such thing? No. Whatever. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> but um, I do like a storyline. But absolutely. yeah, hopefully it's hopefully it's a storyline dictated by the players. Yes, that's it. You want the players the in control. Um, and I think we all saw Penrith making that run to the final pretty early on in the season. Oh I yeah, mean, they've been the best team. They haven't. Comp. They haven't missed a beat since no. they won the premiership last year. I feel like often. It, it feels like it used to be a thing that a team would win a premiership and then they'd go, you know, the, the desire, the want would not be there at the same level the yeah. following year. But the last few years, I mean, it's not just Panthers, like Roosters, Storm, the last, these last, these three teams have, uh, it's a new era at the moment going on for the last five years in the NRL where the premiers seem to be able to keep that level and that yeah. desire and that want. And the Panthers have it in spades. For sure. And I, I think it's that approach that teams are now marketing themselves and trying to build for the long term. So they're recruiting players, not saying come it's and not, win a premiership. Yeah. Come and win multiple Many. premierships. Be part of our dynasty. dynasty. Yeah. A premiership's no longer the uh, the aim. It is, no, it is and, and, it's the dynasty. And Penrith have done it so well. And let's be honest, they faced a bit of adversity this year. I mean, they were missing Cleary for large chunks. They didn't have their you know, settled spine in place for for a large period. Origin was obviously disruptive, but they got off to such a strong start and they just carried that momentum. And that's the benefit of having such a strong team approach is it is next man up and yep. they're able to fill in the gaps. And mm. uh, when they've stumbled, they've picked themselves back up and, you know, admirably led by Isaiah Yo, who's had a stellar year and they're, they're primed to be there and they'll be, you know... The deserved favourites, but I guess the team that surprises us more that they they've made it this far, although credit must to them go to them for for making it. Parramatta Eels, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they've 
definitely, I guess, you know, they've been known as a team. You know, I don't think anyone was surprised by the fact that they made the top four. That's been a pretty regular, anywhere from fourth to sixth really has been sort of their spot for the last many, many years. Um, But they've always, you know, been, I guess, laughed at as a team that can't handle the pressure. And when it comes to finals, often getting knocked out and straight sets or, or, you know, um, but this year they've held their nerve. It's, it is, I mean, this is the best year para have had in this recent period and it is the most this team has been together for a, a while now yeah, Moses the, the, and Brown that partnership's been going for a while Gutho's been there the the club's credit to the club I guess for sticking with Brad Arthur through all the times that they could have sacked him through the wooden spoons through you know missing missing out on big finals opportunities um and they've got him to he's gotten to a grand final yeah for sure I mean it's it's no mean feat they've they've Fended off the challenges, mm. and you, you're right that that core group has been there for for a while, and they've copped some criticism in in years gone by for their failure to live up to the finals pressure, and, yeah. and a lot of that's been pretty just because they've looked so good in the regular season in years gone by, yeah, and they just have not been able to carry that form into yeah. September. Well, they've definitely, yeah, they've definitely had that reputation as like flat track bullies, sort of like when the running's going their way, yeah. Players like Moses and Gutho and Brown can look like champions, but when the running hasn't been going their way, it has been very tough for them to claw claw back um, into the game, which I think is still a an Achilles heel for yeah, them agreed. in some way. And I think that potentially, you know, this weekend, if the Panthers start real strong and get a lead, it will be very, very tough for Para to group together i think they need to be the strongest starters yeah to to have a chance I well, think, it's, this it's weekend. a massive game of momentum and, and purely for those reasons you know whoever wins the opening 20 minutes is the best shot of winning the game because that's right but also what penrith have proven and what they proved you know against souths as well is that panthers can win from any position yeah they can for sure they can start strong and keep it up for the whole 80 or they can you know have a have a have a less less strong opening 20 and then bring on Api Corusau yeah. and spark their attack into action. For sure. And I think they're just trying to weather the storm for that first 20 minutes because they know over, over the course of the game they're going to have the better chances and they're going to put mm. you know put the points away. I do think that Parramatta have sort of one game plan and they try to play to that each and every week regardless of their opponent. Mm. And that's why sometimes when it, when it's firing, they, they look like the best team in the comp. Mm. If they get knocked off Kilda, there's something that, you know, they're not linking up. The combinations aren't there or the communication, the pressure gets to a couple of players and they have to deviate from that. That's when they suddenly, they drop from the team that we know that they're capable of being and the game's done. Yeah. So... Penrith have that versatility. Doesn't matter where the game goes. Doesn't matter what happens. They have that belief and they have that versatility to adapt and and be you know a premiership winning team in any condition. That's right. The yeah. Eels need their optimum condi- conditions to be a threat. That's right. I don't think I think the Panthers back themselves to be able to put points on at, at any situation in the game. So Eels in order to contain the Panthers, need to defend incredibly well for 80 minutes. Yeah. Whereas the Panthers need to defend well when the Eels have the running. And I yeah. think then in other times you almost give the opposition a break. 
who knows? Anything can happen on grand final day. Oh, totally. It's uh, it's one of those things. But um, yeah. I've, who who are we going for? Do you reckon? <laughs> well, it's it's tough because I I personally in the Penrith camp, and I think I'm still a bit fresh on the idea of it not being Sydney Roosters or Melbourne Storm being the sort of dominant team. Mm. And I know Penrith have been you know up and coming for a while and been at the top of their game for the last couple of years. But I'm still like, ah, it's a new team. I'm like happy to see a new sort of dynasty form. Mm. And I'm a big fan of a lot of the Blues boys that they've got in that side. So yeah. I'm happy to see them go another stretch. You know, you know, I, I not to interrupt you. Yeah, okay. But I, I don't, I don't even think we should treat the, the I guess the the potential Penrith dynasty in the same league as the Roosters or Storm mm. one because I think the Penrith one is is one that a neutral fan I feel can actually get behind. It's home because grown. they've exactly exactly yeah. Roosters and Storm are both you know mammoth rich clubs that are known for not having a huge pool of juniors, obviously because Melbourne, very little rugby league yep. and Eastern suburbs, very little rugby league. So they've, they've, you know, credit to their recruitment managers and their whole board throughout all of these times. Cause that's a mammoth effort in itself to be able to recruit and yeah, retain sure. great stars within the salary cap. But Panthers like 85% of their squad grew up in the area. Yeah. And when they win a premiership, they are literally bringing the trophy home. Yeah, and it means more. It means so much, and it's awesome. Like it's yeah, uh, yeah. And it's it's a proper um, model that clubs around the game can try and emulate. You mm. know, you know, give back to your local community, give back to your local juniors, trust in their pathways, and that the players are going to come through. Mm. If every club does that, then the game's in a better place. Mm. Whereas if every club operates like Melbourne or Sydney, which granted has been very successful, but just tries to poach talent, mm. then it, the pathways aren't going to be developed. They're not going to be funded as well. And we're going to end up with a lopsided table. You That's know, right. Teams at the very top and teams struggling down the bottom. So 100% Penrith are going about things the right way. I'm, I'm in their camp but obviously i've got the the bias against Parramatta <laughs> as well pretty vocal about that throughout the years that we've been doing this podcast and i've got to give them credit for getting there and obviously they can cause an upset on the day they can play better footy they've beaten penrith twice this year already mm. do i want them to win though no no i don't <laughs> <laughs> neither do i yeah neither do i um, I was at the NRL Fan Fest throughout the week and I actually, you know, got to chat to and meet a few diehard Parramatta fans and that's, you know, chatting to them and the passion that they have for the club and the long, long wait for a premiership. That That's the closest I've ever been to wanting Parramatta to actually win this weekend. Yeah. But uh, now that a day's passed and we're here on the podcast again, back in back in pa- Parramatta hate land, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've snapped back into it and I'm back cheering for Penrith. I just, you know, obviously as a Tigers fan, it's 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 the better of two evils because this weekend it's Ivan Cleary versus Mitchell Moses and Ryan Madison. Mm. Uh, just a lot of people, <laughs> three people that Tigers fans aren't huge fans yep. of. Um, so, but, you know, two two is two is greater than one. Yeah. So and and Ivan's already done it, and he's not one of the players on the field, and I don't have anything against any of the Penrith mm. players. So, yeah, Panthers is who I'm going for as well. From the Tigers' perspective as well, just mm. a, a note to add. Yes. 
next year, obviously, getting Coruscant and Isaiah Papali'i. I know. One of them will be a grand final winner. I mean, yeah, well, Coruscant's obvi- done well, it. Well, obviously, <laughs> with the way that Isaiah Papali'i's been carrying on about, you know, his whole contract thing, the contract that he signed and has agreed to, thinking that he can, you know... Walk away. Potentially walk away. I'm once it gives me more reason to go for the Panthers. Yeah, for sure. Because potentially we've got a we potentially there's a premiership winner who's gonna try and backflip on the club. Mm. Uh and so I, I'd much rather see Appy who's already a hundred percent, you know as everyone who signs a contract should yeah, 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 honored honored the fact that yeah. he's definitely gonna be there next year. Yeah. Um I don't think the Tigers should let is that Papa let you get away with any of this bullshit? I think it's ridiculous. No. The clubs need to stand firm because let's give him, literally tell him a year in reserve grade is what you've got and then he'll he'll come to his senses within a day or so. Oh, and yeah. and he'll and he'll be playing first grade for yeah, us. 100%. So it's just, yeah, 100%. It's, I don't like clubs letting players walk all over them, which I think the Tigers have done in the past. Mm. So I would like that to stop, please. <laughs> I would like that to stop. <laughs> Back to grand final chat. Yep. Is there one player, maybe not player that's going to get man of the match or anything, but a player on each side that you think is the real key to, or the unsung hero in the, the side? Unsung hero. Yeah, so okay. not not Nathan Clear. Yeah, okay. You know, <laughs> well, <laughs> but because is there a player on either the key? Side yeah, that's um, um, you know, can be the real strike weapon on the day, do the damage. Um, well, I think Dylan Edwards. I mean, not not he's less becoming less and less of an unsung hero. For sure. This year, especially being, you know, within Dallium sort of vote contention. Yep. Uh, but he, he's always been that sort of unsung hero, that forgotten guy in the Panthers' spine who's so solid, probably the safest fullback in the comp. Yeah, 100%. Um, and defensively fantastic. Like, I think he's he's definitely such a key for them. Um, Appy is the other one. Again, not really unsung. No. But I, I guess, like, you know, within that spine, Cleary and Luai are the stars. Yeah. And Coruscant has probably been the best hooker in the comp this year. Well, he won the Dally M Hooker of the Year, so I guess if that means anything. But uh, and 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 you know we talked about one-two punch a bit last year when we were talking about Brandon Smith and Harry Grant and Penrith have really figured it out with Mitch Kenny and yeah. um, Appy Coruscant. You've got Kenny, you know, doing a lot of the defensive work in the first 20, 30 minutes, and then Coruscant gets to come out and just and and play that attacking style. I think Coruscant is by far and away the craftiest dummy half. Mm. He he has the most deception in his game. He he is a sort of a joker in the pack, you know. There, yeah. I think there are you know perhaps hookers that have better defensive responsibilities or their passing range is more clinical, maybe their decision making but but Coruscant is able to just produce moments of magic. Yeah. And Sometimes it looks like the players around him don't quite know what's happening next. And it's the, the sleight of hand that he's got. You never quite know which way he's going to dart out of dummy half or which way he's going to go. And yeah. yeah, a real weapon. I think Stephen Crichton as well, out there on in the centres. Mm. He's someone that, given time and space, can do anything. <laughs> can produce a miracle. Yeah. And so... A big, a big omission for the Panthers this weekend is Talon May. Yep. Um, Charlie Staines coming in. Uh, that's potentially an area that I see. I think Staines, you know, great player, but it potentially he's potentially marking up against Mike Acevo, which is a mm. bit of a mismatch in terms of size and strength. Yeah. Um, I think most wingers face that problem when coming up against Sevo. Well, it'll be interesting because <laughs> I'm trying to th- think of what sides these guys are usually on, but regardless, 
defensively, I'd, I'd, I'd but Staines or Toto I'd, up against Sevo. I would so. rather Toto against Sevo though, because at least Toto's got a bit of wombatiness about him. He can <laughs> at true. least be some that's kind true. of barrier between Sevo yeah. and the try line. Whereas I worry about a one-on-one Sevo and mm. Staines. You don't even need the overlap. <laughs> you just jump over him. Yeah. And so Sevo's definitely one of those players in that eel side that can produce a moment for them. Yeah. I think um, Sean Lane Sean and Lane. Isaiah Papali'i, that second row coming up against Kikau and Martin. I mean, there are great matchups across the park in, in this weekend's grand final. But I think mm. Sean Lane has elevated his game to, to new heights this year. Yeah. His ball running, he's almost his playmaking, you know, his offloads, his decision making when he's running that dummy line or. Mm. Um, just shifting the ball out wide. Yeah. He, he's done excellently. Regan Campbell-Gillard as well. Is yeah. com- he's coming off two tries in the prelim final. He's feeling confident. He knows that you know if he go if he runs hard enough and hits the right line, he can score in the middle. Although yeah. Panthers have a phenomenal middle defence. Um, in fact, they got a great defence everywhere. What am I talking <laughs> about? What are, like you know you, tr- you try and break down the Panthers team into little sections, but the fact is that across the park they are just so solid. Yeah. It's going to be such a tough task for the Eels. Dylan Brown is the other one. Dylan a lot Brown. of pressure is going to be on Moses. He is, obviously is their sort of primary playmaker. Yeah. And he's going to be copping a lot of pressure. And yeah. I think in those moments where Moses is going to fault up, because he never has a perfect dating minute performance. We no. saw it in the prelims. He kicked the ball out on the full twice. Yeah. That's when <laughs> Dylan Brown has got to step up. And we've seen him turn a game on its head mm. and break it open and... This year, he has been an exceptional 5'8", and the combination is so much stronger than it has been. But he needs to stand up, especially in those moments when Moses is fatigued or knocked down because he's just getting so much kick pressure. In those little things, if the ball comes to him, he needs to be ready to yeah open the game up. Yeah, both these halves combinations, it's an awesome grand final matchup. They're both such classic halves combinations you know mm. like Cleary and Moses are both very much that 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 sort of that very much that halfback who's you know got all the responsibility of sort of guiding the team around yeah, game managers uh, game managers um and then Brown and Luai are two of a few years ago were considered two of the most exciting you know young talents coming through and now they're on the biggest stage going head to head and they're yeah. both that just that sort of cheeky uh, you know, presence that is wouldn't be afraid to just have a bit of a niggle. You know, yeah. like you know, take have, the line have a bit on of a slit. The, yeah, oh, take. The, it's awesome. Both ball runners. It's 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 great. Oh, both it, have elements. They both actually. You put you fuse them together. You probably get Benji Marshall if you put <laughs> yeah. put Luai and Brown together. It's it's <laughs> which I love to see. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, this this grand final's got the makings to be an absolute classic. It does. We've got the matchups. I just. I don't see where either team... Like, I, obviously, the tactics and how the side's been performing, like, Penrith are the deserved favourites. But actually, when you go through the roster, mm. head-to-head, it's even. It's pretty even. Yeah, honestly, yeah. That's right. That's right. Eels, um, I think maybe backline is an area where the Panthers maybe have the edge. But apart from that, it's pretty even. Like, even Gutho and Dylan Edwards are pretty similar sort of players they're both mm. defensive and safe yeah um marnie and coruscant the ford packs are both massive it's exciting the intensity is, is gonna be through the roof it absolutely oh. oh at least for the first 10 minutes before panthers get out to a 40 nil lead no did i say that no i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking as fans i'm joking um but on that note 
Should we uh, go to a little ad break and come back with our, you know, our predictions? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go to an ad. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, back from the ad. It's hello. time to... Yes. One of the things Sorry. that we... No, that's, that's that. it's nice to say hello. Yeah. One of the things that, I mean, this whole podcast is built on is us making predictions and getting them wrong. Uh, we'll have our official final predictions league, you know, picks for yep. the season uh, towards the end of the episode. But right now, since it's for any big game, we do it for Origin. We're going to do it for the grand final. We need match winner, yep. score, man of the match, uh, as in Clive Churchill medalist, First try scorer. All right. Let's take turns one by one. Let me get up my notes. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, well, I'll, I'll come out and say it. I'm yep. predicting Penrith to win the grand final. Okay. Surprise, got, surprise. You've got Panthers to win. Yep. I'm going to come out and say I've got Penrith to win this grand final <laughs> as well. We agree, which means we agree. almost certainly the Eels will win. <laughs> uh, honestly, it actually is the best thing that could have happened to the Eels so far this podcast. Is <laughs> yeah, it's us both tipping the Panthers. Um, but yeah, I just want, as we said, as we spoke about so strong, best team of the year, they deserve it, I think. Um, yeah. and, uh, but also like, you know, even though Eels beat them twice during the regular season, the way Panthers played in that first week of the finals, that's the real yeah. switched on, turned on when stakes are high Panthers that I know. Pa- Panthers have also been there and done it. They've been there and they've lost the grand final and they've mm. been there and they've won one. Most of these players for the Eels, I think they've only got two who have played in a grand final before. Ryan Madison has for the Roosters. And, um, Bailey Simonson, I think. Bailey Simonson. When he was at the Raiders. Raiders? Yeah. Did he play in that grand final? I think so. Wow. So the, their grand final experience is very slim. Oh, yeah. And that's either a good thing because they'll just all rise to it together collectively mm. or they're all going to go, shit. <laughs> <laughs> got to win this one. <laughs> or they're going to go, shit. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, score, score. I've got, uh, I, I, you know, I'd like to offer Parramatta fans a bit more hope, but I've got Panthers to win thirty to six. Wow, thirty to six. Gosh. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those ones that I can see a lot of hype, a lot of build up. Mm. You know, same thing happened in the AFL Grand Final this year. I don't know if oh, you've don't know if any AFL fans, but uh, the Swans got absolutely dicked. Yeah, um, not a good result. It's over one, in it's, the first quarter. Yeah, it's one of these ones where I just feel like that could happen. Yeah, fair enough. What's your score prediction? I, I thought I'd be um, the one, the outlier, but 
No, I thought, I thought I would have tipped Penrith to win by more than you did. Oh. Um, but but I've, I've got them to win 28 to 10. Yeah. So I'm, okay. I'm giving Parramatta a little bit more credit. Okay. Um, got him getting two tries instead of just the one. Yeah. And you've got Nathan Cleary missing a conversion. That's really the only difference between our prediction, our score prediction. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I, I can see Parramatta starting strong. I think the, the opening 10, 15, 20 minutes will be their best time in the game. Mm. And they need to capitalise on it. They yep. need to score early to, mm. to really carry that momentum. There's no point them having a dominant 20 minutes, but not getting any points to, to show for it. Yeah, Because Par- uh, Penrith will just weather the storm and their confidence will just go and go, once we got through the 20 minutes, you're, like the energy is going to be sucked out of you. Mm. The fatigue will set in. We've been here. We've done this. What else have you got? Like, what yeah. what else are you going to throw at us? Yeah, totally. And so, Parramatta needs to score early. And if they can do that, maybe they get another one. But I think Penrith will run away. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, first try scorer, shall we say? Yep. Should I go? Sure. Uh, even though I've got Panthers winning 30-6, to six, <laughs> my first try scorer is Mike Acevo. Okay, nice. <laughs> I've got the Eels getting a try in the first five to ten minutes. Uh, Sevo on stains, or even if it's tall, I guess. Yeah. You know, just getting over him. Pure. I can see the Eels fans absolutely going nuts, thinking this is their year. And then, um, and it's it's from that point on that I see Panthers. Yeah, it, taking the game away from them. Look, I'm the exact same with you. I think Parramatta are going to score first. <laughs> I've got Isaiah Papali'i oh, crossing the line. Wow. He's not quite. Um, been getting over the line as much as he did at the start of the year and last year. Yeah. Um, but I still think he's he's a weapon that they can utilise and he'll just run a hard line. I almost want Parramatta to score first to make something of the game, you mm. know, because there, there is that worry that if, yeah, they, they don't score early, Penrith get on the board after 20 minutes or so, then Parramatta's game is over. But can't write them off. No, nah, can't write them off. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Clive Churchill, who's Nathan gonna be the, Cleary. Nathan Cleary yeah. to me as well. Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be anyone else? I, I mean, yeah. Just, I sort of want to go out there and pick. In some... terms of a Panthers win, I think the options are Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Yo, uh, Dylan Edwards. Uh, yeah, a Coruscant. I don't know. Like it's yeah. I it think Jerome feels, Luai could. Yeah, do it. Luai. Luai could do it. It just feels like the game will be won and lost on Nathan Cleary's game. For if sure. Nathan Cleary has a good game, I don't see how Panthers can lose. No. If Nathan Cleary has an ordinary game, then Parramatta's chances open right up. Yeah, that's it's as simple as that. I think he's just he's he is the key of this whole grand final. Um, but he is going to be the one facing the most pressure. Like the the pressure mm. on him every time he gets the ball, I'm sure he'll be receiving some late shots. Um, like the physicality that's going to come his way. Yeah, might just open the game up for someone like Luai if they just shift the ball a bit earlier, a bit quicker, and, and give him the chance to run at them. Especially mm. if it's a charging, you know, defensive line that's a bit broken because they're trying to put the pressure on Cleary. Yeah, Luai could could be the grandmaster here, but that's still going to require <laughs> Cleary to be able to get the ball out to him and and still run the show. Absolutely. Oh. Wow. We'll, that, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. We will have to wait and see what happens. <laughs> that's uh, that's I guess you know a little wrap on our on our whole grand final 
chat segment before we get into the fantasy and the tipping. Just before we do, well, not the fantasy, just the tipping champion, yep. our overall tipping champion. But I uh, don't oh no, not our no, overall no, tipping. No, we still one got, game. Yeah, we got tips two, of the week from, from sorry, the preliminary tips, finals. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Just before we do get into that, little... Uh, congratulations to Nico Hines. Absolutely. Taking out the Dalian medal. And the Tataga Award. I know. It's, uh, it year. just shows two years in a row, our Tataga Player of the Year has also won the Dalian. So we're in we're in synergy. Um, but I think that was absolutely deserving. I was worried uh, watching the count. I thought Tedesco was going to get him. And I was like, I just don't think it would have been. I think Nico, yeah, I think this was... His year. For sure. And what a rise. My God. I think in 2019, he was a reserve grade player in the Queensland Cup. Even last year, he was a he was a re- backup fullback. It was his first year. He's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, the, the growth that he's had in the game is unbelievable. And it's his role in the team as well. Like, Sharks are obviously very team-oriented, very culture-oriented. They don't have as the, the sort of million dollar stars in that lineup it, mm. but he has come in as a team player and outshone the rest yeah and part of it is his role obviously the coming in at halfback but there are we've seen lots of halfbacks or players try and shift into the halves and struggle yeah and to not just have a good year but to have a great year yeah is is a great measure of his talent absolutely and a very exciting prospect moving forward oh Hundred percent, damn, hundred percent. Um, yeah, so congratulations, Nico. Let's come back with the fantasy and the tipping. Not the fantasy, just the tipping. <laughs> <laughs> tipping, tipping, tipping. We tipping, have, tipping, tipping. This is our last tipster of the week because we've just got the two grand finals. I guess we can do a tipster of the week next week. Margin, whoever beats. <laughs> yeah, is that? Yeah, Get, I don't know. Nail your margin for the upcoming uh, grand finals, and then we will announce the overall winner. Yep, um, we got. once the final series is done. But this week there was one tipster that got four out of four, so a couple of upsets um, across the board. Yep, but and I'm not making this up. Mr. Tim Ball. Oh, his we, well done. Tipster name is Sun Will Die Before Eels Win Comp. Which is ominous and scary. Absolutely. Especially considering they are in the grand final. So if there's in a sudden eclipse on Saturday in the day or <laughs> Sunday it, at midday. Then it, Eels may be on. <laughs> the Eels but, are uh, on. If it's a very normal sort of day, then it's not good news for the Eels. That's right. But congratulations to Tim. Well done. Um, climbing up the rankings, get your tips in. Get them in. But we've got Predictions League to talk about now. We do. Let's do it just after this. <laughs> now we can do it. We I can just, do it. I thought I'd just put a little sound effect in there just to break up the episode. Beautiful. Predictions League. Yes. First, let's go over what happened in the prelim finals. All right. Um, obviously, we're releasing today's episode on a Friday. We usually release on a Monday or Tuesday. So... Long wait for the loyal listeners to hear what went down. Although, if you follow our Instagram at They Talk Good Game, then you already know who got their predictions right and wrong. But we'll go through it on the podcast quickly because it was just myself and Tim Ball. Oh, that, that got good week our for Timmy. I know, great one for anything prediction related. Um, so I'll just say what the predictions were, then I'll go through the ladder because it's obviously yeah. the ladder position quite important with only one like prediction left for the yeah. whole year. So, uh, Tim's prediction in the prelim was Latrell Mitchell to notch up less than 100 running metres. And he got it right. Latrell only ran for 94. Wow. 
uh, you know, a more ordinary game from Latrell, which obviously saw them go down to Panthers. And my prediction was five or more tries to be scored by Fords. And I think it was exactly five tries scored by Fords. Nice. Came through. Um, the incorrect predictions of the week, Nikki said Eels to defeat Cowboys and Rabbitohs to defeat Panthers. Oh. So one out of two. But yep. uh, Harvey, you said the Fords to score more tries than the backs. And while the Fords, you know, put, put in a good amount of work, yeah. the backs also scored a lot of tries. So frustrating. And Marina from our Patreon said both games to be determined in the last five minutes, which was not the case for either. Both no. were decided well before that. Well before that. Um, so, this is where we stand going into the final week All of right. Predictions League. In first place is Tim with 32. Wow. In second place is Nikki with 29. Ooh. So, three off three yep. off the top. In third place is me, Lockie, with 28. Ooh. So, I'm fourth off the top. Four points, four points off the top. Yeah. In fourth place is you, Harvey. With twenty four oh, no. points, eight points away from oh, Timball, no. and our guaranteed wooden spooner Marina, who's not only twenty points behind first, but twelve points behind second, <laughs> oh, no. is Marina. So Marina is playing for pride this week. Yep. Just a bit of fun. Uh, the rest of us, we're all mathematically in with a shot. Yeah, Tim does have quite a good lead, and it's go bold or go home. I think. I think if if Tim gets his prediction right, it's very tough for. A- Oh, yeah. Anyone to make it. We up. need Tim to get his prediction wrong and for yeah, for, for huge boldness. Some, yeah, some, some bold to come calls. off. Um so without further ado, uh Harvey, maybe you kick us off. Yep. Since you're the one who needs eight you need a nine pointer to win outright. I need a nine pointer. And you need to Tim go. to get it wrong, and you need me and Nikki to get ours wrong. Yeah. It it requires well, a I'm lot. Hope, I'm hoping the fans recognize that and, and give me it's true. points for boldness. It's true. There's reward so much. me. The fans can be very, very, you know. You never know what you're going to get. No. You can think you've got a bold one and they give you four points. Oh, God. Don't be that cruel. You are relying on the fans this week. I am. I am. I'm going to say that the Eels will get to a 10-point lead okay. and then lose by a margin of 10 points or more. Whoa. That's, that's a good so one. So there'll be a 20-point swing. And this lines up with my score prediction from earlier in the episode where I went for 28-10 to uh, to Penrith. So I think Parramatta are going to get to that 10-point lead and then Penrith are just going to score all the points for the rest of the game. Yeah, wow. This is... Oh, that's that's a good one. That that really... Is ma- it a nine-pointer? Oh. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> that really maps out the whole, you know, maps out the game. Yeah. Mine is much less mappy. All right. Um, it's simply a try at some point in the match to be scored off an intercept. Okay. That's it. Um, That's good. Yeah, so at some point, an intercept. Yeah, cool. Eels or Panthers. Steve Crichton scored an intercept try last year. Maybe he can do it again. Maybe maybe someone else will be inspired by that. Yeah. Go for one. Maybe out of sheer desperation. Maybe even as consolation. Maybe Panthers are winning by 30 and it's the last five minutes and the Eels are sick of making tackles. So... Uh, uh, Bailey Simonson or or Will Penasini sticks out an arm and manages to get it and runs the length of the field. You know, sometimes in just, uh, in, you know, and it's one of those tries where they score it 
and they, they don't even look happy. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, <laughs> any of these scenarios could, maybe it's a match winner. That'd be incredible. But um, any of these scenarios, intercept, intercept try. Nice. I like it. Mm. See what the fans have to say. See what the fans have to say. Get voting. Be kind to Harvey. In fact, be kind to me. I still need <laughs> I still need a five-pointer to win. So um, uh, at They Talk a Good Game, that's the Instagram, all the deets, um, you know. May the best team win Absolutely. on Sunday. Panthers-Eels, the Western Sydney derby. I mean, we can't stress that enough. It's monumental. It's exciting regardless of which team you go for. It's yep. it's awesome. Panthers going for a chance to build a dynasty. Eels going for a chance to break the drought, which they may not get again uh, yeah. for a while. You've so summed it up perfectly. May the best team win, Harvey. And until next time, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>